Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. This show is all about commercial property investing for the private investor. Whether you're just getting started or scaling up your portfolio, through interviews, tips and lessons learned along the way, we want to give you the inspiration, knowledge and confidence to enjoy this great cash-flowing strategy. Welcome back to the podcast and thank you for joining me. We recently hit a long-term target of £100,000 monthly income from our commercial investments, which is really exciting and has been a long time coming. You've probably heard me talk about that a few episodes ago when I was on holiday. And I had it in mind to record a podcast about how we went from a lowly £385 per month for our first residential Burr rental property up to that turnover of £100,000. I just had to figure out what we actually did. (laughs) So I'm going to break that down for you in this episode. As always, this is what worked for us. And you may agree or disagree with whether it's the best route for you. And that's just fine. Before we get on to that, it's been a busy old week, both for our restaurant and venue business, the operations business, redevelopment projects, marketing, webinars, masterminds, recruitment, and of course the kids getting ready to go back to school. I'm sure a few of you can relate to that. Things can be pretty full on at the best of times, but that is a result of the choices we make. I hope if you have a busy life, you are enjoying yourself. Now, The weather has been amazing for us this summer, sunny and warm, which I can tell you makes a difference, or makes a change certainly, for a Scottish summer. (laughs) We may have an amazing and beautiful green country, but there is a wet price to pay for that. Now our schools are returning very soon, as I say, and in fact, when this recording goes out, many will already be back. So now it's time for us to refocus. So to that end, let me share with you how we went from that lowly figure of 385 up to the recent target of 100,000 per month. I want to set the scene for when all the important decisions were made to scale. Like most of the property investor world, we wanted to get some control back and started with residential. Then I looked for that elusive bigger deal. And that came in the form of a commercial property. Now, the decision to look for the first project scale was an important one. Before that, I was just buying residential and being pretty binary at adding on small amounts of cash flow each time we developed out a property and tenanted it. Now, some of the things that made a difference was that we were always focused on cash flow building. When we decided to scale, we were always focused on cash flow building. In fact, even before that. And, well, the obvious thing is, of course, that changed is we did move into commercial. But here's some other things. I didn't pay myself or ourselves for seven years. This was just a part-time thing on the side. We'd actually done our residential stuff and bought our first commercial and developed it really before we started paying an income. Before really, I guess, it became more of a profession. And what we did is we bought more buildings and repeated the model that had worked for us 
to a point where we have seven multi-let locations now. And we leverage the extra value we created each time to buy the next one and then repeated the process. And we've always bought buildings at a, certainly what I felt was a low price with a great upside opportunity to add value. The same as we learn in the residential stuff, I guess, it's the buy, refurb, rent and refinance strategy. It's just for commercial. And we develop more larger projects and over the years added blocks of income to our turnover until at last one day it reached our goal of 100,000 per month. As I mentioned, that has long since become just a way marker for bigger goals, but it was fantastic to hit it. Now that all sounds simple, right? And it kind of is. Those are some of the mechanics or what changed on the outside, but there were more critical changes and decisions going on to make that happen. And the great thing about being in property investing is that as you add those Lego blocks or those properties, you effectively are adding lumps of cash flow. Now, there is of course lots of other things around that, particularly the fact being able to leverage that to get the next one or being able to get finance from other um, private investors or whatever way you do it. But that was the fundamental thing, was building up the scale. And here, though, is the real nub of it. When things became much more focused, and I believe you'll need to do the same. Once we worked out what we wanted the business to create, then we worked backwards to build the steps to that eventual reality. So the first thing is, we kind of figured out what we wanted and what we needed the business to be like to provide that result. So, as always inspired by Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind. Again, a little more context of where my thinking was at the time, because that wasn't day one. That was once we'd bought our second commercial building. That was kind of when I made the bigger decisions. And at that time, our turnover would have been around about maybe £10,000 a month. This is gross, not net. About 10000 maybe 15000 per month. I can't remember exactly where the number was, but significantly short of 100000 So then the second thing was figuring out what shape does this thing need to be to be able to get what we wanted. And then that's when I set the goal for a £100,000 turnover. Which came first? I don't really know figuring out what it looks like or setting the goal for 100,000. But that second part was a really important decision, setting that goal. My thinking and my plan, by the way, came from having quiet off-site meetings with myself. So you do need to make time for that constructive thinking in your life. Time when you've not got the phone ringing, you've not got the laptop out, or if you have, it's just for that activity. And you're thinking more on the strategy and what you need to build or those building blocks to, to get to that end in mind. And although it made logical sense, and I did get excited about the goal, I'm not sure how much I believed I could do it at the time. But what I would say is don't let that stop you. Get going one step at a time. So figure out what you want and then figure out what it needs to look like in your business to be able to give you that result. And from that, I began to form our investment criteria for future acquisitions. Then you're able to work out what will help your plans and, of course, what might be a distraction. So that included no more residential for us. It could remain so for you, but cash flow was the whole thing. 
and the returns in commerce, particularly our strategy CMO, meant it was really difficult to get the same ROI in residential. It meant buildings of a certain size, investing in buildings of a certain size, it meant they needed the capacity at a minimum profit level to the main business. So there was no point doing lots of small deals or gigantic deals if that wasn't really going to fit in with our criteria. And the interesting thing about the criteria is it will be different for everyone, but the criteria is formed from what you decided you need and how your business is going to get you there, what the steps are, what the building blocks are. And in our lovely industry, it's working out what those properties are going to look like. What's the shape, size, um, capacity going to be like? What is the minimum return you want from these buildings? Because ultimately, you've only got a certain amount of time. So some of these projects take quite long. So make sure it's worthwhile and it's really going to get you towards your strategy. So the next thing I worked out was the shape of the team that we would need. And I, we built a team to support the business without me. That was what that decision making part and that £100,000 turnover actually came from was, what size do I need to get this business to where I really don't need to be there? And it's got a stability and throwing off enough cash flow for what I want to do in my, with my time, with myself and the family. So it was working out what I wanted in life, working out how the business could get it there, forming the investment criteria, and part of that was forming a team that could support the business without me. Now, we're not quite there, but we're getting closer all the time in my commercial property business now as a scale where it doesn't need to be a fully active strategy for me anymore i i have to say we've passed that goal i've got other goals as you always do and i want to keep adding and growing this business you don't have to build it to the size that we did to get freedom um, you might need to build it bigger i don't know it depends on your circumstances but just design the business around the level you feel you want to aim for and make sure you find the team structure that you need for the operation to work without you, if that's part of your goal, of course. If you want to be fully immersive, that's fine. But I just worked out the core competencies that we needed, whether that be finance, sales and marketing, operations, and of course, facilities management, really, looking after your properties. Those are the core components. Now, it might be for you, the team isn't internal, it's external. It just happens that most of our team members actually are in the business, but you might decide to do a slightly more passive strategy and that actually most of those people are external. Horses for courses, as they say. The next one was building a business system, which combines the people, which are number one, the processes, technology and how it can help, and of course the all-encompassing investment criteria. And there's two business systems for us. One is the daily operations business. The other business system Finding, buying, redeveloping, building out properties, which we then hand over to the operations business. And that's really the part I'm involved in more nowadays. Um, but in terms of the actual operations or the day-to-day, -day, designing a system or working on various parts of a system that will allow you to free up your time and make that process easier is really important. The last one I want to talk about is working on myself. I wish I'd been more consistent with this. 
that would have been things like reading and nowadays of course there's podcasts and lots of other activities you can do and places you can get sources of inspiration and and information there's networking to expand your network going out meeting new people and, and building that network and having a deliberate peer-to-peer network so you need to seek that out it doesn't just materialize and I didn't realize this at the beginning after some houses and a couple of commercial purchases but I had nobody around me really who was a good bit further ahead in the direction I wanted to go there were some that were significantly further ahead but maybe not quite in the direction I wanted to go so you can short circuit things by gathering a let me ask you a question. Have you heard of SAS pensions? They're a fantastic tool for business owners to wrap a commercial property up in a tax-free bubble. A SAS can work particularly well with the CMO strategy to generate money both inside and outside of your pension. It goes without saying, I'm not a SAS expert, but let me introduce you to someone that is. Bryn Walker has been advising on SAS pensions for many years and has been a long-term supporter of the CPI network. SAS and commercial property work incredibly well together but there are many nuances and Bryn will make sure you don't stray from the right path. Look in the show notes for the partner link and book up a SaaS discovery call with Bryn. A good group of peers to learn from and be inspired by and start doing that now. Regular goal and progress review, ideally with a running partner or a mastermind group to keep accountability. I did both of those. I had somebody that I'd worked with through this stuff about the... Um, business system, the team, and the overall goals. That was one individual I worked with that. And there was also a mastermind group to keep more accountability of some of the goals that I was setting. Work out your rhythm and how regularly you need a fix to stay on track. This is the working on myself bit, working on yourself. Force yourself to stay on track. Create habits that are going to fit around that rhythm. Do you need to listen to something positive every day? Do you need to listen to a good podcast to lift you up every morning, every evening, um, twice a week? What is it? You're going to have to work out what that rhythm is and then try and create those habits to make that happen so that you keep yourself on an even keel, shall we say, without those big peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs. Other factors that I want to cover about going through that scale is remember there are phases to life and business. What gets you to one place might not get you to the next one. So be prepared for things to evolve, adapt and grow. The business model or the newer goals might not align. So that review is really important. And once you've gone through a certain phase in the business, and this might apply, let's just take it for example, people, there might be Uh, certain personality types and people that get you to a certain stage help your business grow to a certain stage but when you want to go to the next stage some of those people might not want to make those changes and you might part company or you might have to work out a way of keeping them in the business helping them through the business and also giving them things that are akin to their skill set and what they're motivated by But it's just being aware that as things grow, you may have a focus on where you're trying to get to and that size or that scale, but some of the others in your team might not. So you just have to be aware of that and that your model might have to change or those goals might have to change. Now, I did get sidetracked with other businesses and even the wrong type of commercial property, which led me to working on that investment criteria. So... 
we had um, a more passive investment that we made and the problem was it didn't have the ability, going back to investment criteria, it didn't have the ability to allow us to add value. It didn't have a certain scale. Um, and it wasn't really something that would allow us to do any leverage because when we bought it, it was pretty passive already. It's just something to think about with your criteria and what you're trying to do is different investment types in commercial might give you different results. So you just have to go right back to the start. What is it you're trying to do? What is the structure you're going to need? And what's the investment criteria? Stop the bus. Let me take a moment to introduce you to our insurance partners and podcast sponsors, Anderson Smith Insurance. Ross Smith and his team have continuously done an amazing job of taking care of our complex commercial property and business insurance. The team really take the time to understand our business and property risks. We recommend them to many of our commercial property students with great results. So we now want to let you in on the secret too. This team understand commercial property and will scour the market to find the best fit for you. Don't forget, if you have a property in your sites, you'll need to get your insurance in place before you collect those keys. Sometimes it's even worth checking out how difficult it might be to insure a specific property before you fully commit. Jump into the show notes for details on how to connect with the team at Anderson Smith Insurance. So here's a question I get asked quite a lot, but what do you need to do or what do you need to be to be able to scale? Is there some magic sauce here? Um, is it mindset? Is it all about money? Is it taking risks? Is it just having guts? Is it nothing to lose? Is it having a big dream? Oh, I must have a big dream. <laughs> or is it something I just can't do so I should give up? The one thing I can tell you is it's different for every one of us, but the mechanics are actually the same. Figure out what you want, break it down into steps, take consistent action, Work on your belief and yourself all the time. Review your goals, of course, as that belief grows. So my cycle is generally a five-year goal-setting cycle. And what I've figured out, having done it for a few times now, is that, and I'm trying to get better at it, is that when you're progressing through your goals, through your years, through say year three, four, um, you may realise actually your five-year goal was not big enough. Or you may realise that the opportunities that have been presenting themselves to you are actually bigger opportunities than you thought they would be. So you can review your goal. You don't have to stick to the same thing. But it's a, it's a way of giving you a direction and a focus. So reviewing those goals really helps, but particularly in context with your belief. If your belief is growing, then your goal setting and your activity might actually increase quite considerably. Now, none of this happens without either you or I repeatedly getting in the swim, by the way. There does need to be action, consistent action. And I thought when I started this, all of this, it was going to be about the the small details about commercial property, right? What are all the bits and pieces I need to know? But actually that turned out to be the easy bit. It's the mindset and control of yourself that's far more important, a much bigger factor. Get in the swim and you can figure out all the mechanics as you go along. Now, overall, I took way too long. You can do it much quicker with the right context and understanding what holds you back, the right peer network, and the tools to make that step change. So here it is again. How did we go from 385 to 100,000 in a month? Some of you might be disappointed that what I'm talking about is something you've heard over and over again in other places, right? Which is, you know, 
figure out what you want, break it down into steps, form your investment criteria, build a team, build a system, build yourself continuously and review. And that might be frustrating for you. So just to go back through the other part of it, um, cash flow is really important. We moved into commercial. We didn't pay ourselves when we were working part-time. We stayed part-time, i.e. working in another business for as long as we could. We bought more buildings. We repeated the model that worked for us. We leveraged that extra value we recreated each time to buy the next one and repeat the process. And it was really just what I'd learned doing residential. And over the years, we developed larger projects, not scale straight away, but we just worked our way up to it, adding in more expensive properties, some larger properties, and over the years added blocks of income to our turnover until that day where we hit 100,000. And it is really that simple. But I think the other part is the most important bit. Figure out what you want. Figure out what the shape's going to be. Get your investment criteria sorted out. Build a team, build a system and work on yourself continuously. So we're here to help with that. And you can follow what we're up to on Instagram, of course. So jerryalexander.commercial. Or you could join our newsletter for news and events, free stuff. And of course, our tools and specifically design support packages for those that want to make that step into the deep blue waters of commercial property investing. So check out the show notes. You'll get some links to our website, to our Instagram, to my LinkedIn. Feel free to reach out and say hi. So I hope you've really enjoyed that episode. I know some of you will be looking for a total, like the silver bullet, but it's just being consistent, working on yourself, figuring out what you want, breaking it down into those steps, forming your investment criteria, building a system and building yourself continuously. Look forward to seeing how you get on. Catch you next time.